Welcome to The Good Work, a podcast and video series that follows the event company, an event design company that specializes in corporate, nonprofit, and social events. Our passion lies in creating one-of-a-kind events that share the good work of organizations we are fortunate to collaborate with. Tune in for conversations with leaders of these great groups, our best advice for your next event, and some behind-the-scenes moments. Now, let us show you the good work. In this episode of The Good Work, the ladies at the event company will provide their best tips for the trade. Well, trade show that is. Trade shows are a great opportunity to showcase your company and work to a niche market. We have a few tips for success, whether you're hosting a trade show or just exhibiting. Please welcome to today's vodcast, Addie and Callie. Hi, Callie. Welcome Hi, to today's Addie. vodcast. Thanks for having me. I love the title of this one, Tips for the Trade Show, <laughs> right? Yeah. Trade shows can be tricky. They're a little daunting. Ooh, kind of sound like we could have a rap here too. Tricky, tricky, like <laughs> Tips for the Trade Show. We were just talking offline before this about rapping, so maybe I could be... Maybe that's your next uh, role. Tricky Trade Show rapper. Yeah. Tricky add trade that show to your resume. <laughs> so we're going to talk about five tips that we have and that we've learned over the years for how to plan a successful trade show, yes. right? Because it's not just exhibiting, but it's also hosting, right? Correct. Because we've done both. And I've had the opportunity to kind of host and plan trade shows kind of all over the country, which is fun. And everybody does it so differently. Mm-hmm. Sometimes trade shows can be super small and niche with maybe 10 exhibitors. Sometimes they can be like a trade show, but they're kind of um, marketed as like a fair or a health fair, right. right? Which is still kind of like a right. trade show. Or they can be giant where you're talking about huge convention centers and in big cities like Chicago and other parts of the country. So there's a lot of different ways to classify trade shows. And right. you lovely lady, have had the pleasure of kind of leading up some of these trade shows lately yeah. on our team, which is fun. So we'll yeah. talk a little bit about that as well. But what before we get into the tips and the tricks and things that we've kind of learned over the years with trade shows, what is your favorite part about trade shows? Because first of all, I love watching you trade show it up in that <laughs> essence, because you have such a great way with our vendors and with our clients and even the people that are doing the pipe and drape in those areas. I mean, you right. have great relationships with these folks. So what is what do you like about trade shows? Because the other day you're like, I kind of like these. And I'm like, yeah, they're they're fun. They ha- they're their own beast. Yeah. And there's a lot of logistics in a trade shows. I think some people think you just roll in, set up your booth and ta-ta, right? right. Which you are if you're an exhibitor. In a sense. In a sense, but we've seen really good trade shows and then we've seen really bad exhibitors. You know, yeah. We've seen it all. Yeah. But what's your favorite part? I think probably a little bit is the logistics side of things. Okay. Like it all kind of has like not a science, but like there's kind of a yes, no. I like the idea of like doing layouts and just yeah. kind of. But I mean, the big part of it is the communication side of it. Like you're building relationships with these right. people. You know, a lot of times we're acting on behalf of any role that we have on behalf of our client. Right. So in my head, I'm always like, how can I create a better relationship with this organization for our clients so that they'll want to come back? Maybe they'll start working together on projects, mm-hmm. like things like mm-hmm. that. It's like, how can I be a, a part in that and and to make some make some fun things happen? So yeah. 
That's kind of it for me, I guess. I like when you're talking about the like laying things out and where yeah. people fit because it's like a puzzle because Which you makes can't sense have I love puzzles. two healthcare organizations next to each other no. or two financial institutions next to each other or you can't have two insurance companies across the aisle from each other, right? right? Like right. it is a science when it comes down to trade mm-hmm. showing and those people that exhibit and have done trade shows or do 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 trade shows. <laughs> across the country like it, it comes down to a science because you're in like either an eight foot by 10 foot space or a 10 foot by 10 foot sometimes 10 by 12 foot space and you have one table and two chairs and one curtain and all mm-hmm. these things like there's some pretty standard things about trade shows but then I've also been a part of trade shows where there is like there's no divider right you're just kind of free for all mm-hmm. in the room and I think it all comes down to budget but also what look that you're trying to convey and also the experience that you're trying to give right. to guests that's right part that's the biggest part but Let's start out with our first tip. What's our first tip? Think first things first, planning ahead. Whether that's as simple as picking a date out in advance. I know. Praise the event gods out there. And that's for trade shows, but every event truly, but especially in trade shows because you're having to put these this event on their calendar, they're having to plan staff, they're having right. to plan their times around. A lot of times they're kind of on a seasonal trend where there'll be yeah. trade shows every weekend or right. something. Well, they want to make sure you don't get double booked or miss yeah. something like you don't want to deal with that. So. And, and planning in advance for any event, like you said, is important, but trade shows especially because it's you have so much space that you're taking up because at a lot of trade shows anyway, you have educational pieces as well, right. like breakout sessions or keynote speakers in addition to all these exhibitor booths. So you need to make sure that you've got adequate space to exhibit, Correct. adequate space or space for your breakout sessions, and then also all your keynote or your general sessions. Mm-hmm. So if you want all that space, you need to have the uh, the the spot picked out well in advance. Mm-hmm. But also, it just doesn't happen overnight for no. setup at all. Every trade show that we've been a part of, it's at least a two-day setup. We just finished one here in Sioux Falls just recently with 65 yeah. vendors, yep. 65 booths. And that setup was a two-day setup. Mm-hmm. And vendors came in probably about halfway through that first day for setup because everything was able to get laid out. We had all the um, everything in place for mm-hmm. them to come in. But it takes a while. Mm-hmm. And unless you are just throwing out a table linen and a couple brochures, it's not going to take you long. And we get that. So some people set up the same day. But in order for us to do our job effectively and our vendors that we work with, we need time to be able to do it, right? right. So you're talking about venue rental for maybe three, four days. Yeah. could be longer. Possibly. It just kind of depends on how long your trade show and conference are, really. Yeah. And I, I wish there was like a that sounds weird, but I wish there was like a sexier word for trade show, <laughs> right? It's like, not. It doesn't really really roll off the tongue. Great, no, <laughs> like experience. Sh- I don't know. There's got to be some other fun mark. Word. I mean, word. I don't know. A lot of people yeah. call market. They go to market too right. to see different yeah. things. But yeah, planning ahead is important. I would say in this region, most trade shows are booking out at least two years in advance mm-hmm. if you want your date, right? right? You've got also, you're competing with other um, trade shows that have the same date every year, right? Mm-hmm. So if I always have mine on the second Tuesday in October and I have for 10 years, good luck. Yeah. Because you may not be able to penetrate that bubble or that event date with that particular group right. ever. And it's funny that we talk about this because I think I've only been a part of one event where we bought another event out. Our client bought Ooh. them out. Um, 
Yeah, it was that, a little hairy, yeah, but it say. happened. And they wanted that date so bad they bought that person out. So, I mean, it can happen, but it's very unlikely. And especially when you get into bigger markets like Omaha or Chicago or Minneapolis, mm-hmm. um, any of those bigger areas in the Midwest anyway, those spaces book up so, so, so quickly. Right. I feel like those are kind of the hubs for yeah for big events. Shows but like this. We do such a phenomenal job in the city of Sioux Falls to attract those other companies to us as well. But mm-hmm. that space books up super quickly. So right. planning ahead, I think. And also, is- which also leads into kind of our second step, but like for sponsorships and or exhibitors, like yeah. they need time in advance. You're having to communicate to, you're probably having a list of 100 prospective groups, if not more than that, depending not on more. Yeah, like, you're absolutely right. what your size is, what you're kind right. of niches that we kind of talked about yeah so you have to think that takes time to communicate whether you are doing right digital contracts and um communication or if you're right. you could be doing in-person asks right. you know you just never yeah. know especially that for a new event times. yeah yeah the new event especially when you're launching and you're creating new sponsorship opportunities like things like they could sponsor the lounge area mm-hmm. or they might sponsor the dinner or even snacks or whatever it happens to look like at the event sponsorship opportunities especially for new events whether it's trade show or not this is kind of the kind of the lay of the land is a lot of them are in-person visits because they just don't understand. And they need to trust you. You, right, know? Exactly. you may have a great relationship with them already, but being able to get that out to them in adequate time as well for them, them to make a decision and budgetary purposes, right. getting that info out. But you talk about exhibitors knowing in advance as well is so important because um, there is kind of that trade show uh, season where you yeah. don't do trade shows. Yes. And most of the time, it's typically in the summer where they're not as well attended or they're just not as prevalent. It happens. So I'm not saying it can't happen in the summertime, but usually we don't host too many in the summertime. Well, we're in South Dakota, so you, you can't do much else in the winter, <laughs> let's be honest. Or people are traveling, right? Like yeah. people across the country. It's not just in South Dakota, no. but we take vacations, right? We've Kids are out of school. So people are doing things all throughout the summertime. And I mean, I don't I personally don't mind trade shows in the summertime. I mean, most trade shows you're also not hosting on a weekend, you right. know, so you can still do those fun things. But yeah, I think um, giving your exhibitors, though, I think adequate time in addition to your sponsors mm-hmm. is so important, especially when you have a new event. Yeah. Because in a sense, you are having to sell it to them. Yeah. Really, because yeah. they have not had it um, or had that event in the past. And when you have these engagement pieces at the event or trade show, um, it creates really fun conversation, but those are sellable assets for people right, to be able to, right. to own. That's an important part that you don't always think about in a trade show per se. Like you do other fundraising or social events mm-hmm. that you have sponsorships that you can purchase. You can just in trade show in the same sense. So yeah. it's awesome when you go to trade shows and you walk around and you see everybody having the same branded bag. Yeah. Right. And sometimes it's the event host that um, creates these bags. And we're not talking like the plasticky bags, but sometimes there's really cool bags out there. I've seen backpacks at bags mm-hmm. or at events before. And it's just kind of creating that uh, visual image as well. Like everybody's walking around with the event company bags. Mm-hmm. How cool is that? Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. Some events, when you talk about that um, exhibitor opportunities and sponsorship opportunities, some events that I've been a part of, which I don't know if you have or not, but some of those vendor booths, it's required for them to have an activity. Oh, in a no, sense. Yeah. So in a, when I say that, I mean, I'm not saying like you have to play like go fish or anything weird <laughs> like that. But I'm saying like, they have to be able to do something besides offer a pamphlet or a brochure, or whatever it happens to be, there has to be some type of engagement piece at that particular booth. And some events are like that, where they almost interview them before versus them selling it, right to those potential prospects. 
if that makes sense. Does that yeah. make sense to you? Yeah. I mean, you kind of have to make sure that you're a good fit and they're super selective in that instance. But yeah, making sure That's that cool. there is an activity. I like that. Piece at their It's something I kind of talked about. I think I'll probably bring up a little bit later, but it's how can you engage people yeah. at these things versus yeah. not just like walking right. the aisles and looking at their booths. Like yeah. how you want these people to be engaged in right. to what you're doing. So how can you get them to stop? Oh, gosh, I, I have been to some, um, and I know this is a little bit later, but I've been to some trade shows in the past too, where you're just like, you, you could take a picture and maybe drone it or whatever, but you just walk, you just see people like walking, walking with their heads down. Yeah. Right. And they're trying not to bump they into each other. They probably literally just they're came like... in, grabbed the swag bag of stuff and are just trying to make their rounds so they can get out, <laughs> get their passport stamped at each little area. And then there right. you go. But... Cause we've all been to those ones too, though, where they're so like open and you just like, yeah. Oh, I have to go into that. Yeah. Like it just like yeah. calls you, you know? Yeah. So we want, we want everyone's to be like that. Yeah. So everyone needs to have you. <laughs> She's available people. Uh, the next tip that we always talk about, which we kind of touched on this a little bit ago was layout. Yeah. Why are layouts and maps important at trade shows? Why can't you just willy nilly just let anybody free for all and put them wherever? People want some sort of direction usually, yeah. or we'll want them to have some sort of direction or right. where to go. Cause the worst thing is having like your volunteers or even yourself as a staff member or the hotel staff to not be prepared and they're going to get asked questions all day right. of where do I go? Where is this? Where can I find so-and-so? Well, you want – they're going to probably ask anyways, but how can we prepare staff and volunteers to know where mm-hmm. to go, but then also just direct attendees so that they can help themselves in a sense too. So Yeah, it's super confusing from a guest perspective as well as those vendors, but especially as a guest too when there's no map and you have no idea where to go right. and you're given this passport. So what a passport is, for those of you that don't know or have not been to a trade show or conference, is sometimes you get a little card in your bag or swag bag or get it at check-in. And a lot of groups have, um, if you go to 15 of 20 booths or whatever it happens right. to be, or visit all booths for that matter, you're, you get it all stamped off or checked off and then your name goes into a drawing for a big prize or something yeah. like that. Um, so instead of having them... Like if you get this info and you get this passport, you need to know where you're going. It's it's just like any map for any event, but trade shows especially, I think they need the map. And knowing ahead of time, right, like where you're going to set up. Because a lot of times we are talking with organizations where they're marketing firms out of Georgia or or wherever else, and they're not even local. And they are exhibiting at that booth because they're sending one of their staff or representatives Mm -hmm. to do it. Then they have to then get them the map. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's all of it's a communication between our team or the client and the vendor and then the vendor to the actual exhibitor. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of different layers that I think go into it. So they need to know when to be there, what time, yeah, uh, where to go. And yeah. that's what that map is is important. And think of even like a huge trade show with thousands of booths. Like you're probably not going to stop at everyone. You probably have some your eyes set on that you want to yeah. go visit. Like you're going to want to know. So. I think it's important, but also even for space wise, like I know the few maps that I've done of them, I almost did them just at first, just to make sure I was gonna have enough space for everything or how I was gonna have to arrange it to make sure I could have enough space. Mm So it's important for, for all parties. And make sure that you have decent walkability. I think that goes into your layout and your design of trade shows, because so many times I think from a client's perspective, you want to fit as many vendors as you can in there all at once. It's more revenue, right? So Mm -hmm. they're selling booths and you've got all these great people in there. But what about the guests? Yeah. The experience is important. We need to make sure that we are ADA compliant and also that you can fit a rush of people through 
there, right? And that you don't have things kind of clogging the way. So let's say I have a vehicle that I'm displaying and my vehicle is not jetting off or jutting off into the walkway Mm -hmm. area, you know, Mm -hmm. and causing hazards or trips or falls. um, um, But that's where that map and that layout is important. And building in um, some additional spots as well. Like you have to think like (laughs) people are going to want to sit down and sometimes it may be that you'll be the only place you can fit it. People don't want to sit in seven hours. Are you kidding me? Stand, yeah. Just yeah. People do want to sit down at trade shows. Yeah, You're right. Yeah. So it's building in some of those things yeah. and things like that that a map are important to figure out. So yeah. But what's the, our next important step? Well, I think the most really big step is is your speak. It's the educational part of it. Your yeah. speakers. I mean, a lot of times that is what attracts people to come. Right. The trade show is just kind of like a benefactor of right. it. You're like, oh, it's great. I'll have that as well. But people are really coming for the education speakers. I know at a right. few of our last ones that we've had, that's been the big part yeah. of it is, is the conference has brought them. Yeah, people have been flocked to them. Yeah. Right. They were super pumped up. And that trade show piece of it is a really awesome kind of product of mm-hmm. those speakers being there and vice versa. But yeah, I think having really incredible speakers, whether it's on your general sessions and your main stage speakers or even your breakout sessions. Mm-hmm can be super impactful because you get the right group of speakers in there, then your trade show is going to excel as well. And sometimes your trade show, they or your vendors there in the trade show, they want to know who's speaking as well. So it kind of, yeah, they play really hand in hand. hand Into each other. When we kind of did this fall, I remember being kind of interesting. It was was a very small trade show. They almost called it a showcase in a sense because it was a lot more of uh, their products or vendors that help supply some of their products. And that was what literally, it was like a half hour of the time of the whole two-day conference, but it was what people were so excited about because it was the launching of new items and just things that they could build the rest of the conference around. So it was kind of unique and different that way, but it just mm-hmm. shows like kind of a smaller way you can almost do a trade show too. So, But it was still like that was in essence part of the educational piece right. of it. So it's kind of cool. You can see how they are so fitting together. Yeah. It is a big puzzle. So. It's kind of cool. Tip five for me would be be different and unique. I think that's a key mm-hmm. and last final tip that we didn't talk about today is um, we've got these events where they do those activities or we've talked just recently like engagement spaces mm-hmm. at these events, whether it's a round table and you just sit down and just talk or whether it's a panel discussion, um, whether you're trying on clothing in mm-hmm. another vendor space. We've had that at different events in Okoboji actually. Um, whether you are cooking and doing demos or you just talked about right. food products, like new things right. that are being launched, like those engagement pieces are what people remember. Right. And it what keeps them coming back year after year. And I always tell people who are launching first year trade shows or showcases is that you can't show everybody your cards all at once, right? At the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like you need to be purposeful in what you're going to roll out. So having that plan in place of what's rolling out year one of this event, what's going to happen year two, because it's sometimes if you put it all out there at once, it's sometimes hard to build on that. So you need to leave some of those pieces, but still do it well and be purposeful. But also those engagement pieces are things that keep people coming back and to create really awesome and you conversation. Yeah. Can do that in your own little booth for an exhibitor that I'm kind of talking about now. Yeah. How can you, you know, I think of booths that are open, you know, maybe, maybe you cut the table and you just have 
No table, open space. Oh my gosh! When you said cut the table, I thought you meant the like table. I thought you meant like you're gonna get your saw out. Oh gosh, no! Just just remove it. Just ask the staff to take it out. <laughs> Please, don't, no cut it. don't cut it. Don't cut the tables. The, table. the rental companies are not going to love um, us. But just yeah. you know, moving it and just having an yeah, open space, or maybe you have a little seating area that kind of pushes people to at least if they're going to mingle, right. like mingle in your booth and get to know more things and maybe less words, more visuals, or yeah. how can you have a demonstration of your own product? We saw that just recently at one of our trade shows. And I love the no table concept mm-hmm. and I always have, but where their backdrops are super different and innovative and yeah. they've got lounge seating in there and they kind of create that environment that is welcoming to mm-hmm. guests. But also if they need to pop over and just sit down and chat with them instead of standing at this rigid table yeah. and getting your jolly rancher you, like you like can't like get there. close to the person like yeah. you're having to like talk over a table yeah you just so. need to be able to create that really awesome visual piece of it but different and one of my favorite things too when you talk about like look and being unique it's not that unique but i wish more people would do it at trade shows would be cocktail tables in yeah. their booth areas i love your idea of striking not cutting but striking the uh big table kind of the banquet style table with the screening right. And just creating that cool conversation with just cocktail tables. I mean, it just is more inviting for people to be able to come up and to have that conversation. And yeah, it cuts um, space away for you to be able to display brochures and things like that. But there's other ways to be able to do it. There's other ways to to have your branding there. Yeah. I think we're getting a little bit away from the, the paper and the brochures yeah. that people aren't necessarily taking the time to, to read it. They'd rather just see it, see it, hear about it. Well, yeah. if you can do something else with audio or visual or something to kind of display that, yeah. let your, let your people in your booth, your sales people, your sales representatives, whoever's there talking mm-hmm. about it, let them tell the story. And for those first, um, those first year trade shows and conferences that are just starting out, you have to realize like there's an investment going into that first year yeah. of whether you are hosting it or exhibiting. Let's just say you're a new exhibitor. Like there are expenses that are involved that you will not have year two and three, especially if you're a new exhibitor. Like when you have to get all those backdrops done and maybe it's a plasma or a flat screen TV that mm-hmm. goes in your booth or whatever it looks like. Like there are investments that first year that you won't have year after year. And it it is costly to have to ship those things or have them at your representative's home or store, whatever mm-hmm. it happens to be. But it is so worth it when you look good because then when you look good, you're going to feel good. And when you feel good, those people are going to come in and they want to converse with you and they want to learn more about you versus just rolling in with a wrinkly tablecloth and a pop-up banner and say sayonara. Exactly. Gosh. And throw the Jolly Ranchers out the door. (laughs) (laughs) No, I agree completely. But what would you – what would be your one wish for this region for trade shows? My one wish. Like what would you – what would you want them to be like in the Midwest? Like what would be one thing that you've seen in other parts of the country? And I don't, I'm happy to answer this as well too, but one thing that you would like to see integrated into this market anyway in the Midwest? I think to see just a little bit more uh, engagement or people willing to take a little bit more, I won't say a risk either, but um, just not having as much, uh, I don't know. Sometimes I like to see things people like they can do things. Like yeah. I saw Thinking outside of the box, yeah. right? You know, we saw yeah. this. I, I saw this thing on one of our sites that we follow. Like they had a big like Lego area, right? Or and it was a company that had right. it. They kind of played it off their own branding and they kind of used it as like a building yeah. system. And so it was kind of a cool concept that like it's just super different. Mm-hmm. But there are so many people there and. It's just thinking outside of the box. I yeah. think in this market, I think people are still a little bit rigid and 
uh, don't want to change with the times yeah. and just be a little bit more modern and out there. But we have to be able to to attract a new audience that's coming right. into trade shows because I feel like um, there's that education component. But if your trade show is not sexified or not that engaging piece, it's really hard for younger audiences to connect with them. Right. You know, they the days are gone of you standing behind a table and hoping that people come talk to you. Exactly. Period. So you have to figure out how you're different and unique and innovative and modern and look good looking. Uh, your booth looks good. You can be good looking too, but your booth should look good. <laughs> and that's what that's what attracts people to you. Right. And when they see a line of people wanting to come chat with you, you're doing something right. Yeah. Right. And, and that's where people, people will be. wait in line. Yeah, people will be there. going to the empty booth next door. Yeah. yeah. Well, we've got an awesome year ahead of different trade show things coming up. So yeah. we're excited. Some are local, some are in other parts of the country. So it'll be interesting to be able to bring those trends back to, I think, South Dakota as well. And I agree. To plan ahead. So thank you for sharing all that Thanks you do about me. trade show. I should get you like a tiara for your trade oh show tiara. <laughs> You're really I... good at it. So good job. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of The Good Work. We hope that these tips from Addie and Callie can help you with your next trade show. And if you're exhibiting, ways for you to stand out. Don't forget to subscribe to The Good Work on YouTube and iTunes and follow the event company on social media to stay up to date on the good work that we are part of each day.